All right. So, yeah, the fourth presenter now. I know I've delayed myself. I was trying to figure out who the fourth presenter was. Max, my statistician again, who incorrectly told me that the Tosto fellow, who incorrectly named SEC as the best conference in college football, we shouldn't, be, we shouldn't he, be concerned about that one. Correctly, we shouldn't be concerned about them putting him at the Pac-12. He correctly <laughs> told me our fourth presenter is ready, and he's hot. He's our surrounding now speaker. He's a great GHO who has, ah, who has been on the show before, Mr. Matt Iwanski, a Georgia current resident, a lover of life, a friend of the family. Matt Iwanski, presenter number four. What are you presenting? And what is the, who is the award going to be given to? I'm, I'm presenting the uh, best game in college football for 2023. We, uh, we have a top three and I'm going to, I'm going to kind of go down the list because I think it's important. Okay. So we're going to start with the number three team, the, oh, the number three game, the Ohio state Buckeyes versus the Notre Dame fighting Irish. A great football game, instant classic, night game, competitive, final drive, winning score. Gave you everything you want out of a football game early in the season. You know, really, really kind of got the blood going, got football season ready to go, right? All right. Number two, we had Florida State versus Clemson, an overtime battle a first win for Florida State in Death Valley since 2013 oh, and uh, snapping a seven-game losing streak to Clemson from Florida State. So, you know, really gave you, again, kind of everything you want out of a football game. But the, the best game of the season has to go to the Michigan Wolverines versus the Ohio State Buckeyes because that game decided the playoff. If you don't win that game, you don't make the playoff. And there is not a game in the season that means more at the perfect time, the last week, going into the end of the regular season, deciding it all, right? So that game, again, instant classic, Michigan winning on a pick at the end of the game, already up, but on a final drive from Ohio State, kind of sealing the deal. That just kind of, again, gives you everything you want, the drama, the tradition, the history, that's our game of the year for 2023, Michigan over Ohio State. Love it. Uh, Blake Blake, and Blake and your committee take notes. Uh, <laughs> the Iwanski committee nailed it. Game of the year by far. I love it. It's a great pick. Um, Gene from the SEC is going to look at you and point at you and say something's not like something else. And he's going to say, what about that that SEC championship game? But that game was boring. That game had no ebb and flow. You are so correct, Matt. Great selection by you and the committee. Sam, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, you know, I'd almost say the Notre Dame-Ohio State one might get a, little, a notch higher just for the fact of the player situation. Like, that makes it even that much more interesting. But I agree wholeheartedly. That's a very solid top three games. And I think I actually saw at least a play from every one of those games. So, you know, those were good games. <laughs> That's awesome. I respect that, Sam. I mean, the only knock I have against the committee, but I don't really, because as a teacher using that Ohio state Notre Dame game, it's a great teaching tool for your kids in school. You know how to count. It's tough. 
So that's a great tool. You know, we practice count to 11. Maybe Notre Dame can help out. So I agree with the Awanski committee. It's a great pick for Michigan, Ohio State. Yeah. So not only was it a great pick, it might have been the best rundown from a presenter tonight. We've had we've had different approaches. We haven't had a dog bark. This is already being up again. Um we got the top three. We we got into the minds of the committee with this with this award present presentation. So this was very well done. Um also shout out to Kyle McCord, his last ever pass as Ohio State Buckeye. Interception. You love to see it. Uh Matt, very well done. Um Go Knowles. I hope they beat the Bulldogs. Uh, but before you get out of here, you do have to say go blue. All right. I'll give it to you. Go blue. You know. Love getting on the podcast, guys. Just try to over-deliver for you all. So we'll talk soon. Awesome. Thank you, Matt. Great job. All right. Excellent job by Matt Iwanski. Uh, as the fourth presenter, five and six are shaking in their boots right now. Boots right now. They're backstage. They know what they have to do. That was very well done. Um, the second annual LTS College Football Award Show has been very good. I'm excited to see what the third annual has in store. Sam, what do you think we do next year? Light show or something? Uh, yeah, I mean, something. It's got to be higher, right? Got to up it. So we got to up it. Yeah, we went one last year. Has ever seen the Dundies? The Dundies. Yeah, I mean, we could start singing. We could start singing. I did a monologue this year. I think that was an upper. Let's go to the Salvation Army and get all the trophies. <laughs> trophies? I thought about getting a moon ball because shout out to Sochi. She won Dancing with the Stars last night. Big Dancing with the Stars, guys. Um. All right, we digress. Our fifth presenter on the second annual LTS College Football Award Show is Mr. Anthony Garcia. Oh, yes. <laughs> hey, Anthony, there it is. I almost wore my chain for you just for this uh, when you were hopping on. Uh, we're looking forward to your presentation. You have a great Toledo Rockets jersey, a fellow Rocket. It's been on before. He's a GHL. Anthony, tell us your award and then give us the winner and the reasoning why. So my award today is the best performance uh, from the least likely team. So a team that overperformed, basically, in your words. Um, and so the uh, the team that overperformed is none other than the uh, Gamecocks of Jacksonville State University. I love it. Straight out of Jacksonville, Alabama. I love it. I love it a lot. Keep going, Anthony. Give us more reason. All right, why? Why are they the least likely winners of 2023? So the Jacksonville State Gamecocks uh, were 8-4 and four this year, and they came in third place in Conference USA, which you would think, what's the big deal? Well, the big deal is that they were 1AA last year in the FCS, and this is their first year um, in the FBS. They're led by uh, Michigan legend Rich Rodriguez, uh, at the helm and um, they popped up to FBS and they went eight and four in their first year. The other team that popped up to FBS this year, Sam Houston state, the Bearcats with a K uh, only went three and nine. And I think a couple of those were against FCS schools. So they had a, a tough time. Um, so it's quite the feat for them to, uh, to do that. No, I think spot on. Uh, the Garcia committee nailed this. So I received the, I might've seen the award earlier and I was like, oh, what the hell? And I looked into it. 
and this is the 100% correct answer. This is the first season the Cox are playing FBS football. That is very, very impressive. Anthony, did they get a bowl or no? I don't think they're eligible. Well, maybe because there weren't enough uh, teams. So, like, James Madison got a bowl. Um, yeah. But they're under that same rule with James Madison where their first couple of years they can't compete in the postseason. So they might have, have they might have a bowl. Um, you mentioned James Madison. They were on the list. I know you and the you and the committee were looking at James Madison as well. Yeah. Um, I know you. Yeah, I know you looked at Northwestern too. You said, uh, yeah, there was there were a lot of teams out there that, you know, were supposed to be butthole, and they ended up being they blossomed. So yeah, uh, Madison Northwestern keeping their their head coach and James Madison. I think this is their second year in FBS, or else they probably would have won. But you know, yes, they, they got a year under their side. belt already. So, yep, absolutely spot on. The Garcia committee. Wow, the last two presenters have been very well done. Um, Sam, what are your thoughts on the Cox being the most overwhelming, essentially, team of the year? I mean, yeah, congrats, right? First year, all that stuff. I I wasn't the team I had in mind, but yeah, I respect the answer. Okay, who'd you have in mind? Sit at your table, twiddling your thumbs. Who'd you have? Obviously, Georgia Tech. How can you not say that? <laughs> only on even dates, right? Yeah, 100% only. <laughs> well, you, you have to give that award to Georgia Tech and Mario Cristobal for gifting them there a win. Go. Sam, you realize you're talking to a Miami, Florida fan. I know. That's what makes it even better. <laughs> and if I recall, you picked Georgia Tech to, to cover that game. I did, yeah. and they won. Yeah. I keep receipts. And then I picked up. And then I picked them again <laughs> to cover it, and they won that as well. Or, or they at least covered it. But, yeah, in my head, they're the ones, you know. But I respect it. First year in. Good job. Congrats. Who cares about Georgia Tech if they're not running the option anymore? Agreed. <laughs> so Calvin true. Johnson, smell ya. <laughs> Damn, what is Georgia Tech's nickname? What's their mascot? Uh, it's got to be – I think it's a bee, but I don't know past that. A bumblebee? The Yellow Jackets. Close yeah. enough. <laughs> Max. Yellow Jackets, Gamecocks, come on. Yeah, easy. Cox for days. <laughs> Max, what are your thoughts on the Cox of Jacksonville State? Being I honestly the love the pick. Love I it. Love it. I mean, you don't hear them bitching for a bull. They know the rules. They're not out there like James Madison demanding, suing. Like, come on now. Know your role. Know your place. Everything shakes out for a reason. You got your bull anyways. Now they just look like assholes. So I like the pick of Jacksonville State of Alabama. Nice. Yeah, no, I think I already said it. The committee nailed it. Um, yeah, I'm a huge Big Ten guy. Like I'm, I keep going back to Blake's and his committee. Screwed it up so bad. Gosh, I'm Dwight Shrewd up here. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think the Big Ten's fine. I mean, Northwestern had a shot at being the most overwhelming team because I looked multiple people dead in the eyes and said they might not win a game this year, and they I think they won seven. So, yeah, you were one of them, Max. But Garcia, Anthony Garcia, and his committee nailed it with the Jacksonville State Gamecocks. Very well done. Um, any other thoughts, Anthony? Did Miami, Florida get a bowl game? They have to have, right? Uh, they, they, they did. They're playing in the illustrious Pinstripe Bowl versus uh, Rutgers, State University of New Jersey. Um, <laughs> so that's going to be must-see TV for sure. Um, I'm excited for that one. And, and one more final thought on, on Jacksonville State. I, I was doing a little bit of research on, on their, their proud history. Um, I thought Gamecocks was probably going to be like the greatest nickname in Jacksonville State history, right? No, not so. Turns out they used to be the Eagle Owls. 
Not the Eagles, <laughs> not the Owls, the Eagle Owls. Of course. That makes so much sense, right? Yep. Yeah. I love it. This 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 is why we have to have Anthony Moore so on the podcast. He's got to come on more often. He's got the tidbits that no one has. You think Pete Thamel can name that stuff? Oh. Not a freaking chance. He's not reading the- their Wikipedia page. <laughs> I am very well done, Anthony. Very well done. Thank you. Um, before you get out of here, I need a gold blue, and then that's really it. Go midnight blue and gold. Rockets. All right, go rockets. Speaking of which, did you see the girls' basketball uh, score tonight? No. Tell me. Just uh, just check that Toledo Michigan score and then announce it on the pod. Michigan, eh? Oh, second year in a row. I like twenty. I love it. I love it. All right, Anthony. Good See job. You guys. See you, Anthony. All right, Roos is going to have a hard time beating that. It's going to be such a hard time beating that. He's shaking his boots. He just texted us. Our... Oh, shit. He just bailed. He bailed. He's so nervous. He's so nervous because the, the last two centers, Roost has bailed on us. Tristan Roost, the GHL, who comes from the great state of what, Max? Florida. Florida. Um, Huge Bama guy. Huge. Maybe that's why he doesn't want to get on, because he knows. But he sent Max a PowerPoint of his presentation. So Max is going to be stepping into the probably where it's either sandals with the thong in them. That's what I'm guessing. Or he's got those trucker boots. So whatever shoes that Tristan Roost is wearing. Roost? Roost. Roost. Max, take it away as Tristan Roost. So as Dylan alluded to, he is a big Alabama guy. And earlier today, he was talking with his committee about two coaches, Nick Saban and Mike Norvell. Mm-hmm. Mike Norvell would tickle Matalonski's fancy. He's the Florida State head coach. And ultimately, the committee came down to it and decided Mike Norvell will take home the most prestigious award of Coach of the Year for the LTAS award ceremony. For their reasoning, a 13-0 season after three years ago, going three and six, not every game was pretty. And the ACC wasn't as tough as years past, but still to go down undefeated in a Power 5 conference after just three years ago, being three and six, and the year after that, five and seven, he's ultimately turning Florida State back into a powerhouse to be in contention every year. Dot, 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 roll tide. <laughs> is, he, is he a Spartan fan or a Buckeye or a Nini line? So ultimately, the Tristan Roost committee has chosen Mike Ravel for coach. That's a great decision. They Roost and the committee nailed it. Um, technical difficulties, giving him a hard time. He couldn't get on. He's a JHL. We will we would have loved to have his first appearance be on the second annual LTS College Football Award Show. He couldn't make it. It's all right. He sent it to Max. Max nailed it. The Roost committee, I think, nailed it. He is the coach of the year. They, I mean. You lose your starting quarterback and you still win two games. I don't know. I mean, you you take a freshman, a, a true freshman, into the ACs, into any conference championship game, and have a game plan. Yeah, they won sixteen to three or sixteen to six. Who cares? It's the fact that our coaches put a game plan together, and that kid went out there and ran the game plan. He didn't turn the ball over. He didn't make mistakes. He stuck to the game plan, and that's how they beat Louisville. So for everybody saying it wasn't pretty, it wasn't whatever. That was the game plan that he was told to do, and he did it. So, yeah, I think if Florida State gets in, they should be a three seed and they probably win a football game in a playoff. It's crazy that they didn't get in. I don't know. It's horrible. It's whatever. Matt said a lot of good words, disgusting, disingenuous, travesty. And we all agree. 
We're on the roost now that we got to talk about roost. Sam, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, all the points that were made are solid. And to Max's point there, you know, the coaching won that game. You might have the, the young quarterback and he's probably good, but he's not, you know, star level material. That's where the coaching comes in and coaching won that game. Coaching, you know, can still make a difference in games these days. It's not all the players. Yeah, so agreed. Uh, we're just so so Roos somehow is patching into a statistician. He just gave us his second, third, and fourth. So he second he had Nick Saban. Third he third he had no shit. Wow. He had Ryan Day as third. That's crazy to me. I don't understand how Ryan Day can be third after losing to Michigan. And then fourth was Oh, Jim Harbaugh. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> coach he only coached half the schedule this year, but I'm with it. I love it. Go <laughs> um, good job, Bruce. Bruce in the committee, I think, nailed it, though. Mike Norvell for Coach of the Year for the LTS uh, College Football Award Show in 2023. I agree. All right, boys. Those are our live presenters. Uh, that's all six of them. They did a great job. I'm glad we had them all on. I think there were a couple that maybe need to go back next year with their committees and retool and rethink Tinker. Tinker. Yeah. Tinkering is not the way. Um, <laughs> let's get to our honorable mention awards. Sam, we're not going to start with you. Let's go to Max. Max, who is, what was the best fan celebration of the 2023 college football season? Uh, so I have honorable mention best fan celebration for 2023, and it came down to two teams for me. It was Kansas and Oklahoma State. Uh, both were victorious over the University of Oklahoma and proceeded to take down their field goal posts and find a body of water on campus and throw them into it. Now, I watched multiple videos of each, okay, so multiple angles to come down to this award. And the team that did it better was the University of Kansas. They had the Jayhawks, Rocky Top Jayhawks. They had a man on a mission. They had a tower to get people onto the field goal post, which proceeded to crumple under, and they knew exactly where they were taking it. There was no floating around in the stadium. It was down, and it was out. It was quick and well-organized. So University of Kansas, congrats. Best fan celebration of the year. Huge Hunter Dickinson guy. I love that. I knew you just picked them for that. You're so smart. I love that. Woo! Congrats, Jayhawks. Can't wait to see who accepts your award. Sam, let's move to your award, the honorable mention award for worst team of the 2023 college football season. Yeah, there's a lot of bad teams, you know, a lot of teams that didn't win very many games, a lot of teams that didn't win any games. Um, I think it's important that, you know, there's a lot that are bad, so I'm going to rattle a couple off that aren't the worst, in my opinion, even though they had bad years. So you have Kent State, didn't win a single game in the Maction. That's unfortunate for them. They only won one game throughout the entire year. And then you have to follow that up with a Louisiana Monroe Warhawks, great name, also did not win a game in the Sun Belt. Two and ten, though. But I think the worst team is more than just winning and losing games. It's also like the year as a whole and how that made their fan base feel. And I think the worst team this year was Michigan State University. Let's go! The greatest it, award of the night. It just it just makes sense. They may have won games, but if you look at their year as a whole, not a single one of those games made them feel good. 
And then you look at that Penn State game that was primetime hyped up, and that was just a travesty. So I think Michigan State, and I believe their fans would agree, that they were the worst team this year. They came in hot. I, I, I couldn't, couldn't have said it better myself, Sam. The buildup, the climax, and the resolution was beautiful there, Sam. Sam just made top two presenter. I think uh, top three. I think it's Iwanski. <laughs> Sam and Matt right now, or it's Iwanski, Anthony, and Sam in the top three as presenters. Very well done, Sam. Excellent. Max. Well, yeah, Max has no chance there. I, was I got one more to go. Yeah, Max. And with that, go ahead and give us your next honorable mention award for worst college football media member. So this one, I think, is the toughest of the year to hand out. There's many to choose from. Off the tip, Pat McAfee. Yep. Uh, Reese Davis. Yep. Paul Feinbaum. Bitch. Pete Thamel. Just to name a few. So I brought a lucky coin here today. And we're going to flip between... Is that a nickel? You got yourself a nickel? That's a quarter. It's a quarter from uh, Vermont. So if you're wondering. Uh, Pete and Paul can both shove and twist on sticks if they would like to. Um, Paul Thamel, I wrote some things down about you. He's got really big ears. He could fly away like huge. Dumbo. Yes. Uh, he has an SEC hard on. No matter what, 24-7, 365, doesn't matter. Micro penis. Sponsored by Mizuno. Uh, hates Michigan. Absolutely can't stand him because he hates Michigan. He's always up on hardballs. You know what? Junk. Yep. Pete Thamel. Different guy. Still a bitch. Uh, also hates Michigan. Uh, my biggest ache about him, college game, he was at Michigan. He was in the big house with nobody instead of being outside. Uh, and he's the one that leaked Jim Harbaugh's suspension, so that guy can go. So, anyways, with that, Pete's heads, Paul's tails, here it goes. Oh, look at that. Pete, you're the worst media member in that whole 2023 season. Get bent, buddy. Show the one coin. You gotta show the coin, man. It doesn't matter. It was Pete the whole way, guys. Uh, Pete, that so Max just moved up to top four with that presentation, and by top four I mean top three. And I'm not gonna say who the other two are, but that was very <laughs> Max, very very well done. Um, yeah, I don't know. I've Sam, what are your thoughts? Any thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean. It's a tough one because there's a lot of people out there. You turn on the TV and you hear that person's voice and you immediately hit mute and play some music in the background because you want noise, but you don't want that noise. Uh, so I think Max got it right. I, again, didn't watch much of it this year, but the little clips that I did see of this person, I so I wholeheartedly agree with Max. Yeah. So um, I used to love the show Get Up on ESPN. I watched it daily. I still throw it on once in a while. Any of those people Max just named show up, it's off. Instantly off. It's Stephen A. Smith off. They are trash. They could have you could have wound up all those awards, melted them, and thrown them to him. I can't wait for them to come to the LTESO headquarters and for us to give that to Pete. Because I'm gonna give him a freaking wet willy and a wedgie. Hell no. We're telling Pete business hours are from three to six, and they ain't from three to six. He'll be standing outside in the rain, hopefully. Uh, hey, Pete, you're number one, buddy. 
All right, let's move on to the last honorable mention award. The most Michiganist man of 2023. Uh, there were a lot of votes. A lot of votes for one person, really. Connor Stallions, a Marine, thank you for your service. You are the most Michigan manis, Michiganist man of 2023. Everything you did, from writing a 500-page manifesto about Michigan football to buying tickets for games you didn't even show up to to keeping your lips sealed. You are the man, Connor Stallions. And we, as Michigan fans and low-budget podcast hosts, appreciate the shit out of you. So thank you, Connor Stallions, for a great year. And I hope nothing but success for you in the future. For the most Michiganist man of the year. You know, he, he took the, what are you doing to help Michigan win today, literally. And he breathed that in, bled it, drank it. So shout out to you, Connor. Yeah, 100%. So, Sam, we went around the bar in uh, Indianapolis. I shoved my phone that was at 18% into people's faces and said, what are you doing today to help Michigan win the Big Ten title? And we got answers like, I'm drinking tequila. Or I'm going to cheer really loud. Or I'm just here wearing my lucky jersey. Connor Stallions literally went out of his way. Like he did things that people told him to not do. And he said, no, I think this is going to help Michigan win. And it literally might have. You know, you know, he was in Indianapolis somewhere. Oh, hell yeah, he was. They weren't keeping him out of there. You're my boy, Blue. (laughs) Any thoughts? Sam, any thoughts? Uh, yeah, I mean, I all of what you said. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I love it. The most Michigan man, most Michiganist man of 2023, Connor Stallings. Thank you for service. All right, boys, that's all for our awards for the second annual LTES College Football Award Show. Great job. I think uh, we had some amazing presenters. Uh, I think the awards were most properly given in nearly every avenue. Um, I think it was very well done, and I love college football. I don't know about you two. I think college football is amazing. I'm looking forward to bowl season. Uh, quick sneak preview to next week. We're going to do a bowl hype-up session. Uh, bowl games are tough. Uh, Anthony was on before we started, right, and he said, I don't even know what's going on with college football because all the transfer portal stuff. He's not wrong. It's going to make bowl season a little weird, right? Um, but we'll get there. Sam, are you going to do college football bowl mania? Uh, I guess if you put one together, I will be there. Love it. Max, do you think Michigan's going to win a national championship this year? Doesn't bear shit in the woods. Absolutely. Let's go. All right. With that, let's move to Sam's Cooler Talk questions. Presented by Modelo. Shout out to Modelo. Looking for a crisp, crisp lager that's moderate on calories and masterful on flavor. Look no further than Modelo Especial. Modelo Especial is more than just a Mexican summer sipper. It's official beer the Saturday morning. Hockey parents and Thursday night. It's almost the weekend. Celebrators, stop into your local Meyer or like a grocery store to grab yourself some Modelo Especial, a cerveza straight to the cabeza. All right, boys. It's Sam's Cooler Talk questions. Ready, Sam? Oh, yeah. Army or Navy? Navy. All right. Big game is Saturday. Only college football game on TV, but only game played. Well, there's FCS, doesn't matter. Navy, best award you have ever won playing sports. Shoot, playing sports. Um, 
whatever our dad would give us at the pizza place. <laughs> That's not a <laughs> All right. He didn't give you an award, just so you know. All right. Who's your highs in the winner? Bo Nix. All right. 37-year-old quarterback. <laughs> Justin Fields, Jordan Love, or Jared Goff? Who you got? Jordan Love. Eh. All right, whatever. Um, <laughs> who's your favorite Hughes? Ooh, I did see they all just played against each other. Um, just because I can't uh Luke. I think Luke is probably the the best one out of all three, and he's the most fun to watch. I like it. Defensive for the New Jersey Devils. A Michigan Wolverine. Go blue. Good job, Sam. All right, boys, before we get out of here, no pick show this week. So if you have any picks for the NFL, Sam, you've been red hot. Do you have anything? Did you look at the slate? Didn't even look at it, did you? No. Not a chance. You didn't have to. Max, did you? I did watch the Lions, though. I watched the Lions last week and first full game. They won. (laughs) You did get it, by the way. So, yeah. Yes, I did. Yes. All right. Good. Good. I like that. Uh, Max, do you have any picks? Uh, I do not. Just uh, the over-under in the Patriots and Steelers game is now the newest low in NFL history, so that's sweet. Yes, yeah, so that's one of my picks. That's an under. Oh, under there. An under. 30 and a half? Yeah. Who's going for the Patriots? Probably their defense. Yeah, maybe. So maybe the both defenses score. So it's 14, so we're looking at a 9-7 final, 16 points. <laughs> yeah. I'll take the under. Um, like a five three. Yeah, there you go. I will take the Texans minus three and a half at the Jets. The Jets going back to Zach Wilson, and the Texans still have CJ Stroud as their quarterback, so they'll be okay. Uh, I'll take Bills money. There's a couple good football games, boys, this weekend in the NFL. The Buffalo Bills are playing the Kansas City Chiefs. Give me the Bills money line, and then the Sunday night matchup is the Eagles versus the Cowboys. I'll take the Eagles Eagles to go on the road at plus three and a half at Dallas. I like that. Go ahead. Uh, you should just take the Eagles straight up. Mike McCarthy just had emergency appendicitis, whatever you say that. He is Dwight Schrute right now. He's going to have an IV on the sidelines hanging it up. So I'll just take the Eagles. They're in shambles right now in Dallas. Eagles money line, Jalen Hurts, anytime touchdown. Heard it here first. Love it. All right. Good stuff, boys. I love it. It was a long one. It was a great one. It's our second annual LTES College Football Award Show. That's all for episode 64 of legally teaching and engineer sports tonight. Our quote comes from miss mother Teresa. <laughs> there is more hunger for love and appreciation in this world than for bread. A freaking man, mother Teresa, a freaking man. All right, Sam, what's our POV? POVs, PVO, positive yeah, vibes positive only. Vibes only. My guy shout out to our GHLs and especially our presenters tonight. Go blue.